Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. I am Mike Heck, and we are back to discuss the what's nexts for some of the big winners from UFC Vegas 43 this past Saturday. Some new contenders emerged from the event, but all in all, main card picked things up at times, but this was uh, not the most aesthetically pleasing event of all time. I will admit I did not watch any of the prelims, but all I had to do was just go on Twitter and see how everybody reacted to it to know that I'm confident in the statement that I just made. So I, I will say this because I see you p- people out there saying this stuff all the time. Shout out to all the athletes who stepped inside the octagon. Mad respect to you all. Competitive fights. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, I don't think the uh, the Prince of Pos- Positivity's gymnastics scale was met on this one. And in this world, as we welcome in my best friend, Alexander Kaylee, sometimes, AK, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And this Thanksgiving break the UFC is about to take, man, it's coming at the right time, is it not? Yeah, there was kind of a nice arc there with some of the events. You know, we had two pay-per-views in a row, and then it only kind of, like, it only slightly winded down after that. Like, uh, you know, we, I mean, we just had the great what, right, right, yeah, year and the Holloway fight, and now it feels like we kind of took a big dip uh, on, uh, on on this past Saturday. So these things happen, my best friend. You know, and and that's fine. And again, I'm glad you gave the standard disclaimer for all UFC events. Of course, all the respect in the world to the to the fighters. They're not the ones who make the matchups. They're not the ones who book the cards. You shouldn't. I mean, you just shouldn't have this many. Uh, low-ranked fighters, fighters looking for their first UFC win on one card. If, if these were sp- spread across, you know, four or five different cards, you wouldn't notice as much. You know, you wouldn't notice some of the slog. When you put them all together, suddenly we have to, you know, ask ourselves, like, is this the worst card of the year? And again, this is not a criticism of the fighters. This is how uh, the card is put together. This is what happens when you have to have a weekly event. You have to have events 46 out of the 52 weeks, whatever it may be. So, uh, so yeah, I think it's fair to criticize. Uh, and again, 
that's what we're here for. I'm positive, Mike. You, you know, I am the most positive person. But uh, with love comes uh, attention and comes uh, criticism. And I think that's, I hope people realize that, that it's not personal. And that I hope, I wish nothing but the best for almost all the people who fought on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and just to add to that, again, and I bring this up all the time, MMA fans want MMA, the UFC specifically, to be at the same level as the NFL, the NHL, the NBA, and stuff like that. And if you watch any of those programs, recapping games or days of games or nights of games, if there's a bad slate of games, they're going to talk about it and say, this was a really bad slate of games. Like, this Sunday night football game was awful. It was not a good game. They're not, no one's like dumping on the athletes like but oh actually they are like if aaron Rodgers goes on throws five interceptions this guy sucks he went out there and had a bunch of 350 pound linemen running after him but no one cares about that no one's giving them criticism for saying aaron Rodgers sucks and we're not saying any of the fighters suck we're saying that they're tough and that they deserve a lot of credit the card just wasn't great and maybe it's just because the other cards are so good we've hyped you know it just is what it is sometimes they're not gold standard this was not a horrible card but compared to what we've seen this is not great but let's get into this thing can, can you can you imagine if, if, if an nfl team trotted out like a, a a fifth round pick rookie quarterback like week one and like a, and like a lineup of, of rookie offensive linemen and they got like sloshed like 54 <laughs> to like negative six and then and people were just like hey at least they at least they put a team out there don't yeah. criticize the players. At least, don't <laughs> criticize the team. Don't criticize the team. Don't criticize the ownership. At least they put a team out there. Yeah, that's and we're not criticizing that's anybody. There, there might be certain things that happen that we will criticize, but that has nothing to do with the fighting itself. So let's let's get right into this thing. Let's start with the woman who ended the night with the unanimous decision win over former champion Misha Tate, Caitlin Vieira, picks up the biggest win of her career. Again, no disrespect to the fighters. This is not a memorable headliner by any stretch of the imagination. This is not going to be a fight we're talking about at the end of the year for fight of the year. Vieira gets it done. I scored at 49-46. It could have easily been 50-45 in my eyes. Tate's game plan was questionable at best. Vieira, in my eyes, was the better fighter everywhere. But Tate's heart, her ability to grind it out, make things ugly down the stretch, that was her biggest weapon heading into this fight, and she didn't use it at all. Like, not even for a second in this fight. So... Vieira did what she needed to do. She got the win. I thought she looked great considering she's back on track. AK, where does she go now? Yeah, all the praise in the world to Ketlin Vieira. People can say what they want about, like, as you were about Tate's strategy, but uh, it's a nice win for Ketlin. Great name for her. She showed that she is a step above the next tier of fighters. She's, I think she's, again, not quite obviously up there with, I guess, Amanda Nunez and Jermaine Durandamy. She, you know, she, she's a notch below that. I mean, we saw that she's had some, you know, some, Unfortunate losses. So, uh, and I just mentioned, you know, I just mentioned GDR. I think Jermaine Durandami is the way to go. Uh, I think either of these women is worthy of a title shot. I'm, uh, and when we say this, it's like when we talk about Valentina Shevchenko. We're not saying either of these women is poised to get a title shot and, and really rock, uh, rock Amanda Nunez's world. No, Amanda Nunez is going to be a heavy favorite over whoever she fights. But Kellen Vieta, fresh challenger. Uh, Jermaine Durandami. Maybe a fight at 135 would be slightly different. Also, the first fight was, like, not a great fight. But if you ask GDR, she felt pretty good about it. She felt like uh, Nunes had to use her grappling to sort of win the fight, which surprised her. Um, so if she could keep it standing, then you can sort of talk yourselves into a GDR upset. But either way, Nunes needs fights. 
I think I think Vaya or uh, GDR would be a good one, and uh, and I just like to see the fight. I think it'd be a nice style matchup. Yeah, I, I think it's two O Nunez in that series overall. But I mean, listen, GDR has already said she wants one more shot at Nunez, and if she loses, she'll walk away. She'll never fight again. She'll retire. She'll leave her gloves in the cage. And I think that's such a great storyline. The UFC is crazy for not exploring that storyline. Having said that. I know Holly Holm is looking to get back in there, 135. A lot of people wanted to see Tate fight Holly Holm if she had won. Some people wanted to see Tate get to a title fight. I think we all realized that that would have been a terrible idea. Um, I think Holm is a fine choice for Vieta. That one works for me. Gets Holly in at 135 against someone coming off a big win against a former champion. She may not get a chance now to exact the revenge on Misha Tate that she wants to, but she can try to at least defeat the woman who defeated the woman. So... Yeah, not, not a ton of options. That one works for me. And then for Tate AK, there's a lot more options. But to me, this one was pretty simple. Raquel Pennington's fighting Julia hmm. Avila on December 18th. Pennington wins. We get a rematch. I think there's still a little bit of a cloud that hangs over that fight. Pennington dominated. But Tate has admitted has said many times she basically had one foot out the door. She was not mentally prepared for that fight. Uh, as she went ahead and retired at MSG. And then Avila would be a fresh face in this division looking to to make a big move and a win over Pennington would merit a fight like that, in my opinion. What do you think? I can already see the hype video footage for a Pennington rematch should she should she beat Avila. I mean, they have, they have the corner audio of Tate being like, you know, I'm just not in it tonight, you know, telling her, her former uh, former coach and associate, Brian Caraway, like, oh, I'm just not in it tonight, just don't feel it. It's the fight that that was that signaled, you know, the end of her her illustrious career the first time. So it definitely sells itself. I do think uh, I do think that is a fine matchup. Um, and yeah, and if you're Tate, you can definitely talk yourself into, like you said, I was a, I was at that point in my career, didn't want to fight anybody. So you know, uh, it, that, that, people didn't get my best effort that night. They should see that again. So I like that one. I'm rolling with uh, Aspen Lad. I think uh, and this could be, a, by the way, catch weight 140. This could be 145. I think that'd be the least interesting. I'm sure people want to see it at least close to bantamweight um, because people still want to, you know, as disappointing as, as Lad's results and uh, weigh-ins have been lately, I do think there's still people who are fans of hers and see who, how talented she is and that if she can get that weight right, really can be a contender at 135. So even if it needs to be a 140, I think I'd like to see them fight. I think they both have a lot uh, to make up for, again, uh, tough performance for Tate on on Saturday. Uh, she just got beat by a better fighter. Um, she 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 was, she she showed her toughness. She was busy, but she did lose. She pretty clearly lost that fight to me. Uh, Lad obviously just a disastrous 2021. Um, you know another bad weight cut, losing to Norma Dumont, who was just on nobody's radar. Uh, heading into 2021, and this is supposed to be a nice comeback year for Lad. So maybe 2022 will be if she can fight Misha Tate and, and, and get a win over her. Yeah, I, I like that idea a lot. I, I, the story's there, and you know, I feel like Tate has kind of softened up on Aspen Lad a little bit. I think the the beef is more towards the coach and the, and the boyfriend Jim West, which I, I get it uh, where she's coming from. We've talked about that ad nauseum at this point, but I mean, for Aspen Lad, if you can't get up for a Misha Tate fight and make that weight, I mean, th- there's just no you're, you're there's no future for you at 135 at all. So I do like that idea a lot. That's probably 1B, maybe even 1A, but... The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. 
and Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Now, I think one of the more interesting pieces of matchmaking to be done here is, is for Sean Brady, who just defeated Michael Chiesa. Great win. It's tough to look great against Michael Chiesa unless you just put him away in the first, and it's not easy to do. It's kind of a flashy thing. But Brady went out there. I thought he won the first two rounds easily. He was winning the third round easily before Chiesa kind of turned it on at the end of the last 25, 30 seconds or so and stole the round at the end. Brady's 15-0 and now. This guy is only going to get better. And while everyone is... On board the Hamzat Shemaev train, AK, a lot more people should probably hop aboard the Sean Brady train at this point. Should they not? You and I, we've been big Brady proponents for a long time. Uh, maybe it's because we've interviewed him. We've had you know kind of a better feel for his character, his approach, his sort of his background. But I, I think even in his fights, I, I would hope people would understand what is so exciting about him. He's just so poised. Uh, for a guy with 15 pro, now 15 pro bouts, 28 years old, just only heading into sort of his athletic prime, he really does like I feel like where the influences of Eddie Alvarez and of GSP, a guy that he's you know he's admired. I'm not saying he's anywhere near their level yet, but I I hope when we hype him up that way, people kind of understand. Now, yes, uh, there's the argument he made. He Akiza, if they'd gone five rounds, maybe Akiza would have won. Who knows? Akiza, a great fighter, top 10 guy in two divisions for a long time. Um, so no shame in that. No shame in getting a tough fight. We do need to see Brady. I do think we need to see him go five rounds before we start uh, having you know talks about him fighting on pay per view or getting number one contenders. But uh, I like the Shemaev matchup, but that's not going to go five rounds. Let's be honest. That's either that's someone smoking somebody in that matchup. I think we got to go Neil Magny. I think Neil Magny. It sounds backwards because Kaza beat Magny, so why should Brady now have to, you know, go backwards, quote unquote, go backwards and fight someone who, who the guy he beat just beat? Um, but again, Neil Magny is such a tough test, a different kind of opponent than Kaza, and uh, someone who, again, he's probably he's going to give you five rounds. Let me tell you something: he can give you five competitive rounds, and if Brady can win a decision over him, or, or even finish him uh, in the championship rounds, I do think it'd be tough to put uh, Magny away in the first three rounds. Then we're talking number one contenders bout 
or high-profile uh, pay-per-view card bout. Yeah, this is... Magni is probably a popular one. I haven't really looked at the suggestions yet. Uh, from what I understand, and I don't know, I have to go back and like watch past interviews with John Brady. Him and Magni are pretty tight, like really close. So I don't know if that fight would happen. I like, I think if you know number one contender fight for the title, I think they would do it. Right now, I'm not sure, but who knows? Things would change. Money talks, and both guys need fights, so it is a it is a possibility. Friendship well, is overrated. The friendship is overrated, <laughs> except ours. Except ours. Yes, rules rule, but and in friendship, except for ours. But in general, <laughs> I agree. One seventy is just so loaded. It's it's log jammy, if you will, to create a word. And Brady beating the number six guy in the world has to mean something, and it should get him a big fight. So I'll throw this idea out because I think it makes a lot of sense in the current landscape of this division. I know people are jumping in and reporting that. Shamayev's next fight was in the works with Gilbert Burns. As, and as I talked about on the preview show and other shows, there's very, very little, if anything, remotely accurate about those reports. So since Gilbert Burns is such a gamer and he's looking for a fight and Shamayev probably doesn't happen, and I doubt he fights Colby, I doubt he's definitely not going to fight Vicente Luque because they're buddies. I don't think Leon Edwards takes a fight with Gilbert Burns right now. Wonder Boy's booked against Bilal Muhammad. Mazadal is hurt. I don't think Mazadal takes that fight because he's got Colby or Leon. Kiesa just lost. Why not do Brady versus Burns? Good test for both guys. Burns is probably the fourth best welterweight in the world right now. Maybe even the third best welterweight in the world behind Usman and Covington. But Burns has told me before he's in no rush to get back to a title. He's not fighting to get back for the belt. He'd like to get there eventually, but he's he's not going to be. A, he doesn't think he's getting back to the belt in like a fight or two, unless the title changes hands. And even if it does, he wants to fight Usman and take the belt off of him. He thinks it'll mean more to him, and he'll be ready when the time is right. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Main event of a fight night card, February or March. Let's just do Gilbert Burns with Sean Brady. Who's going to complain about that fight? Yeah, again, as, as long as it's five rounds, as long as it's five rounds, that's the if if, if Sean Brady's next fight is three rounds, it's like a, another co-main or, or like a fight night main card opener for some reason. Somebody messed up. Uh, somebody messed up, and I understand. You know, Dana White might not be enthused with this performance. I understand the matchmakers might be like, oh, it wasn't as exciting as kind of we hoped it would be. I thought it was a good fight, but it wasn't like I guess it's, it's super exciting. And you know, he did uh, he did lose the third round, which might leave a bitter taste in some people's mouths for whatever reason. Um, so I could see them, you know, not not doing this math in their head. But I hope they realize this guy is a clear future title contender. Give him the five rounds, and then if he falters there, then you can sort of recalibrate. But otherwise, just keep pushing him until he until he really stumbles. I agree. Beating Mike Chiesa is a big deal, and it should mm -hmm. mean something. So I don't want to see him go back. I'm sure there's going to be some crazy suggestions that, you know, there'll be memes about that I just crap <laughs> on everybody's thoughts and suggestions. But uh. I'm, I'm going to do my best to not do that, but just come on now. Uh, do you, Mike? You do you. Uh, yeah, I guess I have to. Now, the fighter who probably made the biggest jump of all, AK, was Tyler Santos. I believe heading into this fight, by the time the fight started, she was a minus 370 favorite against Joanne Wood. In respect to Joanne Wood, I thought this line was way off. I thought it should have been closer to like minus 500, minus 550. Maybe even higher than that. Santos is just so good, so many weapons, and we do our fight picks all the time. And again, no disrespect to, to Joanne Wood, but I mean, this was my easiest pick of all. Like, Santos beating Joanne Wood was probably the easiest pick I had on this entire card. They're just, 
weren't a lot of avenues for Joanne Wood to win this fight. I mean, JoJo is a gamer. She should get a lot of credit for taking this fight with Tyler Santos on short notice after Alexa Grasso had to withdraw. I didn't like the match with Grasso for her either, but I thought she had more avenues to win because Grasso's more of a striker while Santos can do it all. And she proved again that she is the real deal. But how high does she go, AK? Because a lot of people are ready to throw her right in there with Valentina Shevchenko. And we've talked about that possibility on this show before. One more big win, she could be there. And she got that big win. Personally, at this point, at this point, I'd like to see her get one more win. Just keep the options aplenty because we don't know if the UFC... The UFC could just go ahead and mess around and pull the trigger on Nunes Shevchenko 3 after UFC 269. Maybe they'll do that. And maybe they need to see a little bit more from the 125-pound division before they make that decision, weigh their options a little bit. If they did Santos Lauren Murphy or Santos Andrea Lee... I'd be okay with that, but I still, I really want to see the Murphy Lee rematch. I think there's just too many clouds over that fight. I think there's, that there needs to be closure there. So I'll say Tyler Santos should stay by the phone. And if something happens to either Caitlin Chukagan or Jennifer Maya ahead of UFC 271, slide right in there. If not, I would give her the winner of that fight. I'm leaning Caitlin Chukagan. So I think Tyler Santos versus Caitlin Chukagan sometime in the spring makes all the sense in the world. And she wins that. Give her the title fight. What say Chikagan, you? Chikagan is fighting Maya, I think, right? Is she not fighting? She's fighting. Gener- yeah, they're, they're yeah. fighting at UFC 271. I okay. lean Chikagan to win that fight. Uh, okay, and okay. if yeah, I mean whoever wins, even if Jennifer Maya wins, you do Santos Maya. Either way, right. she gets the winner, and if she wins, she fights for the title. Yeah. First of all, I picked JoJo, and I think you know you that. You did? And I think and I didn't I know that. I really yes, didn't. Did. Stop it, Mike. How dare Stop. you, AK? I mean, listen, I, you were trying to be I, different. Listen. Listen, best friends, uh, we bust each other's balls all the time. I think that's what's going on here. You know I'm the only one who picks JoJo. I uh, I thought the 300 line was mostly fair, though I did think like it. I just thought JoJo, I'm still a believer in in, uh, in JoJo Wood. Uh, probably probably a bit of a stand. I think that's kind of what, what went wrong here. Because uh, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one on our staff who picked uh, JoJo. I could be wrong though. Well, Casey might have done it too. He's a, he's a, but he's also a JoJo stand. So again, that doesn't really prove anything. Um, yeah, Tyler Santos looked great. I mean, just dominant. I think I saw someone say uh, JoJo had ne- in, in all of her her entire career had never been knocked down once. She got knocked down twice by Tyler Santos and then submitted. So for anyone who just looks at the results and, and they're gonna think like, oh, Tyler Santos, you know, went to her wrestling again and uh, she won that way. It's like no, 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 no. No, no, no. She beat JoJo Wood clean on the feet, uh, dominated her on the feet, and then finished by, by submission because that's that's what was presented to her. So, yeah, awesome performance. So, uh, if if they don't do uh, Nunez Shevchenko three and uh, <clears throat> Valentina Shevchenko wants to stay busy, which she always does, she's said many times, I don't care who I fight next. Just keep giving me title fights. Keep putting those jewels on my belt. Uh, then you could throw Tyler Santos in there, and after that performance. No, I don't think anybody would complain. Now, it, does it have any sort of like uh, crossover appeal? Like, could you sell this to people who are, you know, hopping on uh, after watching uh, Valentina Shevchenko beat up Halle Berry on on, uh, on Netflix? Uh, it's probably a tough sell. But Tyler Santos, she's got a nice record. Looks good, like 19 and one. You know, one four straight fights, and you show that finish, and and uh, and suddenly you're in a good spot. But I, I would have, yes, I would have loved to see the Andrew Lee matchup. But you're right, we have been campaigning for that uh, the Lauren Murphy rematch it makes too much sense so um yeah I'm gonna say she either gets the title shot just because Val needs an opponent and doesn't end up fighting Nunes 
uh, or as as you mentioned, guess that uh, Chukagian Maya winner. Presumably Chukagian, I would lean towards uh, Chukagian as well. So, yeah, it's weird. She's jumped up, but doesn't really have a super clear path for what's next. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you want to do Murphy or Lee, totally fine. Um, I think this, our options, the way we we are presenting it, kind of like puts it in the best position for everybody. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, best performance of the night by far, and made the biggest jump in, in my eyes. So we move ahead to. Just the wily veteran, A.K. Hani Yaya. Oh. The man just keeps getting it done. Took advantage of, I think it's fair to say, some pretty poor fight IQ from Kyung Ho Kang. I mean, two straight wins for Yaya. I don't want to take anything away from this win. He's only lost one fight over his last seven octagon appearances, A.K. The 36-year-old, the spry 36-year-old, just keeps defying the expectations. My second most confident pick on this card was Kang, and I was way off. The man just says, oh, yeah, I'll show you, Mike. You're an idiot. I'm going to go out there and, and, and just go out there and win. And we've said it many times, A.K., Bantamweight rules, rules rule, so many options. Which fight do you like best for Mr. Yaya? I mean, I, I I know we're criticizing Kong's game plan here, but like, man, if you're if you're if you're if you're Kong, you're this you're this hulking Korean wrestler man. <laughs> you see this a little bit this older Brazilian guy who's got that wiry strength, but if you look at Honey Yaya, he does not look like a bodybuilder. He looks like a he's in good shape. He looks like a guy who would who goes you know does who does regular runs. He's like, oh, this guy stays fit. You wouldn't think he's that strong. So if I'm Kong, I'm like, man, look at me, man. I'm, I'm Diesel. Like, I'm going to throw this guy around. And he certainly had his moments uh, in the wrestling. But, yeah, man, once uh, once you play around in that jiu-jitsu with Yaya, it's no joke, man. That third round, he was rocky. He was beating Yaya up. He beautifully, blocks the, uh, uh, he beautifully sprawls to block a takedown, but just holds on to that sprawl position a little too long. And that's all the opening Yaya needed to just do some jujitsu magic and reverse it and somehow end up on top. I don't even know how he did it. It's just so it, it was so elegant and yet powerful at the same time. Honey, Yaya is great. Uh, yes, we're praising the bantamweights, but I actually want him to go out of 135 for this next matchup, Mike. We had a little joke running. We had a little running joke for a while when we were doing this as a written version, where I would throw out one man's name pretty much every edition that we did this. Can we just get him in there with Ryan Hall? Can we just get Yaya in there with Ryan Hall? I, He'd be giving again. He'd be giving up size, but who cares? And it's not like Ryan Hall's this massive featherweight. Uh, let's just do it, man. We got to see these guys roll. I, I know there's all kinds of grappling competitions they could do too, but it feels like you need that extra element of being an MMA fight, that extra chaotic MMA side to it, to really make me thrilled about this one. So I'll watch them grapple for sure if that happens, but I want to see them fight too. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, win or lose, no matter what happens with Hall's next fight with Derek Minner. Yeah, you could throw IA in there. I dig it. So, I mean, listen, we were in the spot. There's so many choices. Yaya's kind of in that position where you could throw him in there with pretty much anybody that makes sense. You can even throw him up in, in another weight class and it makes sense. So, this is hard to narrow down. And not only that, but you have to kind of go back in time and think about other Bantamweight matchups that you've chosen in the past. So, I'm going to change course a little bit I think this is a perfect spot for Montel Jackson. I think Montel needs a fight like this. He needs to be sort of dragged through the mud a little bit by a terrific grappler. He dealt with that in his loss to Nathaniel Wood. And Yaya needs, you know, Yaya kind of needs that. I'm telling you, I'm ready for the top 15 kind of fight. And if he beats a guy like Montel Jackson, I think it does just that. So be a huge win for Montel if he gets it done. Be a huge win for Yaya. And that's the type of win, especially in the hardcore fans' eyes, 
that says, give him a top 15 guy, perfect fight right here. And if he goes out and wins, you best believe I'm coming on Sunday morning and giving him a top 15 matchup, AK. So, yeah, can't go wrong, but I think this is perfect timing in their careers for both guys. Yeah, it's the right test. I like it. I like it. So let's stick around at the deep division that is bantamweight, and let's move to a guy who is becoming a lot of folks' new favorite fighter, Adrian Yanez. What a fight against Davy Grant. Davy is as tough as they come. Yanez has a just a superb chin on him as well. Both fighters have incredible chins. Best fight of the night by a country mile. Yanez <laughs> gets the split decision win, and Tony Weeks, good grief, gets the award for the Worst scorecard of this event, maybe the worst scorecard of the year, and this was not even close. 30-27 for Davy Grant is an all-time horrendous card, AK. You could argue, you could certainly argue two and three. I have no idea how he could give round one to Davy Grant. It's it's like literally this this might be the worst one round scorecard since uh Diego Sanchez Ross Pearson. I'm not exaggerating. Like I, I have no idea how you could give that first round to to Grant, he was in there, but he he got rocked real bad. Um, I I don't know if Tony Weeks made a mistake or something. This was that that made no sense. I don't mind two and three. Uh, I I still would have scored the fight for Yanez, but two and three. Uh, Grant was just landing, you know, he was landing some bombs in there. Um, he probably was getting hit way too much. I think that's that's the way Davy Grant is now. Uh, so so you know, you could definitely give it to Yanez, but um, uh, round one, that's clearly a Yanez round, clear as day. I, I that was real bad. It's Tony a really Weeks, bad was, card. That was I, bad. I actually went back, like, I, I went back, I woke up, grabbed a drink of water last night, a little, little, little dry in the mouth, and I went mm-hmm. back and watched the fight again. Okay. Adrian Yanez, Adrian Yanez, like, I scored this initially 29-28 for Yanez. Mm. After the rewatch, I'm scoring at 30-27 for Yanez. The other way. <laughs> 30-27 for Yanez. Yanez has, not only is his boxing incredible, mm-hmm. but he's got that Tiago Moises sort of defense to him where it looks like he's getting hit, but he's really mm. not getting hit. Like he took some shots. Davy cracked him a, a bunch of times in this fight. But a lot of the a lot of the times that were where the commentators are going crazy saying, oh, big shot landed by Grant. He didn't land. Like maybe grazed or hit the glove or hit the guard or Giannis just barely got out of the way. I mean, Giannis's defense is so good. I mean he got he got he got hit. And it's hard not to get a hit against Davy Grant, but a lot of the strikes that Maybe Grant was getting credit for in first watch. I didn't really give him the second time around. But Grant is a gamer. Loved the fight. Great effort from both fighters. Tony Weeks is just a terrible scorecard right there. But the right fighter won. At the end of the day, the right fighter yeah. won. So Giannis I'll, told me before the fight, AK, and I'll get to you, yeah. wants to take some time off. I think he's deserved that. He wants to mourn the death of his coach, Saul Solis. He didn't get the chance to to really deal with that this camp. And even when I was asking about him when we talked, like, very emotional. He's holding back tears. He wanted to just let it out, but force himself to hold it in until after this fight. So he wants to take some time for himself, his team, etc. And then he wants to come back and face a top 15 guy or someone just outside the top 15. So who is that guy for you? After, yes. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the Saul Solis thing because, I mean, man, you, and, and letting it out after the fight. He let it out immediately after the fight was over. I mean, he just collapsed and just ball, was bawling. And completely understandable. You're right. He was keeping... He was keeping it together as much as he could up until, again, the fight was over, business was taken care of, and then he could barely compose himself. And I thought it was a great human moment for uh, Yanez. I think this was a, a star-making fight. Uh, yes, it was on ESPN+, Plus, not ESPN or even ESPN2, but it was a main card opener. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
against uh, his best opponent yet. Uh, he showed out. He won the fight. Uh, had this emotional outburst, and then uh, also got to talk more about uh, Solis uh, following the fight. So that that was really just great overall. And you mentioned you compared him to Thiago Moises. I'll give you an even more uh, com- uh, uh, like stronger comparison. Like uh, he reminds me sometimes of Anderson Silva. I'm, I went there. I went there. I am calling. I, this, I am calling. I don't know if anyone is coined to this. I am calling Adrian Yanez the algorithm. I can now call him Adrian the algorithm Yanez because it takes him depending who the opponent is, anywhere from half a round to a round to get those lasers, like we used to say with Anderson Silva, get those laser sights on his opponent. And once he does, man, like you said, he's kind of slipping everything. He's 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 just avoiding damage while staying, you know, in, in the striking range that he wants to stay at. That's the mark of the elite strikers, you know? And and you're right, sometimes it, it does look to the naked eye like like they're they're getting uh, hit or they're losing decisions, but and he's not as theatrical as Anderson Silva. That's obvious. I mean, he's definitely a little more, a little more uh, com- um, contained, self-contained in the way he fights. But watch—I would tell people as you did—to watch the fight again, and watch how he watch the difference between like the first two minutes of the fight and then the next, you know, however the remainder of the fight. It, he just really has a way of figuring people out, and you can see that in his last fight too. Um, so he didn't get the knockout this time, but he really did figure out a dangerous opponent. So Adrian, the algorithm, Yanez. What is next for him? I like the Sean O'Malley beef. I think I do think if Sean O'Malley beats Paiva, uh, I saw some people saying win or lose, he should fight Sean O'Malley. I I think win. I think if Sean O'Malley wins, I think Yanez is next for him. Uh, I think if O'Malley loses to Paiva at UFC 269, then Yanez kind of, in my eyes, would leapfrog him in the rankings, maybe give him someone higher. But uh, no, I like the trash talk. I like the social media interaction on Saturday, and uh, I'm 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 very happy to see that matchup. Yeah. Um... AK, as you've seen throughout the 68, this is the 69th episode of this program. In our line of work, there are times when people try to do our jobs for us. They throw out matchmaking ideas, and oftentimes they're just really bad. Like the Andrea Lee versus Amanda Fioro matchmaking idea is maybe on the top of that list from last week's show. That might, in my (laughs) opinion, be one of the worst matchmaking ideas of the year, if we're being honest, after that win over Cynthia Calvillo. And sometimes, AK... An idea will come along that just works. And the idea came from Mr. Sean O'Malley. He got this one right. He called for it in March. Of course, O'Malley, like you said, fighting Holly Paiva. Not an easy fight by any stretch. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to go against you, AK. I think win or lose, it works. Because Giannis can keep fighting these guys. And yeah, I, mean, I know the UFC was like, you should call yourself Adrian the Apex Giannis. Because you could fight all your fights in the Apex. At some point, you got to throw what? this guy in front of fans. You got to throw this dude <laughs> in front of a crowd. And if he fights O'Malley, it's almost, almost backhanded. I know. If like you you're, fi- never, you're never getting out of the apex, buddy. Yeah, you win all the time at the apex. The apex just suits you so well. Like, if he fights Sean O'Malley, he's he's leaving the apex. He's fighting in front of a crowd. He's fighting on pay per view. He's getting an opening main card spot, or at worst, he's getting a featured prelim on ESPN. You got to give this guy some spotlight. You got to let people see his story. You got to put him out there in front of as many people as possible. Because Giannis is not only a great fighter, he's a great dude. Like, he's a great guy with a great story, and people can learn more about Saul Salise and why Saul hated the spotlight, why Saul Salise always hated when Adrian Giannis brought up his name at the end of every single interview he did. And Saul hated it, hated the spotlight. And not a lot of people know that. So get Adrian out there to tell those stories and fighting Sean O'Malley would allow him to tell those stories and allow people to get to know him better. O'Malley, of course, throwing up March. He would be the question mark in this situation. I think Giannis would fight in March. 
I just don't know if O'Malley can bounce back in three months. I think he's been a little more active over the last year and a half or so, but O'Malley isn't doesn't really bounce back incredibly well these days. At least he hasn't throughout his career. So I think this is the one. I expect O'Malley to win, and I expect him to plant more seeds ahead of the fight after he wins, if he does win, and stylistically, very fun fight and a good test for both guys. So I am all in on this fight, AK. Yeah, and, and I think everybody is. I, th- I think uh, again, we always li- like you said, we don't love we don't love when people uh, do our try to do our jobs for us, uh, Mike. But sometimes things. It's nice to see some people try to do what we do. You know, I respect it. Well done. Let's head to the wild card round, AK. I mean, there's the, the prelims were not tremendous. I didn't watch it. I know what happened. I read all the tremendous highlights on MMAfighting.com. So I, I've caught up. I am aware of what happened on the prelims. But maybe you're going with the main card, someone who competed on the main card, AK, and did not get their hand raised. What's your wild card pick coming out of this monumental event this past Saturday? Nah, I'll, be, I'll be quick. I'll be quick. This was easy. Just just rebook uh, Terrence McKinney and Perezion, please. That's uh, that we got. We, hopefully, and hopefully by the end of this year. So this for anyone who, isn't, who didn't see, I know they probably know. Obviously, the fight was canceled. It was because a cornerman uh, tested positive for COVID. Uh, not Terrence McKinney, as far as we know. Hopefully, again, it, it, he did not contract it himself. And uh, he can be back in there as soon as possible. Same with Ferris Diem. I mean, keep him in Las Vegas, pay for their hotel or whatever they're bored, uh, whatever you need to do to keep him around. We got an Apex card two weeks. You know, we got a little break. Apex card December 4th, and we got another Apex card December 18th. I had this whole narrative uh, that I was working on, Mike, with Terrence McKinney being arguably the breakthrough fighter of 2021. He'll still probably make my list, but he'd been like he would have been like a candidate he's like a solid top three candidate with one more win in 2021 if he got like a big knockout i mean he might have been number one then in that case so uh but if he doesn't get another fight eh, kind of hurts his argument having just the one ufc appearance um but uh yeah and, and, and it's just a good matchup and if both guys are ready i'm sure they'd love to have it rebooked uh, sooner rather than later so it, it, it was it was one of the fights we were most looking forward to i think with top three or four fights on saturday's cards and losing that one really hurt yeah, I, I honestly that that affects Terrence McKinney. I think a lot of people want to see him, but I really like my and my gut read on that fight was it really affects uh, Ferez Ziem because I I picked Ferez to win that fight. I thought I like McKinney a lot. I like his personality. I thought he went in there a little too confident, looking a little too far ahead, too much Patty Pimblett talk, all that stuff. Um, and I need to see Terrence just get out of a first round and just see if he can, if he could tough it out and keep on going. Um, and I think Ferez is a tough, was a tough matchup for him. So maybe this is, maybe this is good for Terrence. He can reset a little bit, maybe approach it differently. And Ferez is, was one of the more underrated guys on this entire card, maybe undervalued on this entire card. So, uh, I hope they rebook that soon. I'd like to see it for the end of the year. This one was an easy one for me. Two women who fought on this card, both got wins. Luana Pinheiro versus Lupi Gonez is the fight to make. Just pair them up. And the reason is, Pinheiro is incredibly talented. I mean, I picked Sam Hughes to win the fight. And the reason I picked Sam Hughes to win the fight is because of how the fight played out, actually. She gave Sam Hughes a lot of chances to get back in that fight. But Hughes just didn't... If the Sam Hughes who showed up to fight Loma Lukbunmi showed up to fight Luana Pinheiro, Sam Hughes wins that fight on Saturday. Pinheiro is... She gets so tired, man. She gets so tired. If she doesn't put fighters away in the first round, she she falls off. And Sam had chances to win that fight. She just couldn't get to that second level. And Lupi Godinez only has one level. It's like level 10. Takedown, takedown, takedown. I'm never going to stop. Going to keep coming after you. 
And Loopy is not concerned about rankings. She's not concerned about titles, top 15, any of that. She just wants to fight as often as possible. So, but I, just here's the caveat for, for the prestigious Otno points. This is a wild card for Pinheiro exclusively. Okay, this is not the Loopy Godinez pick. This is my Luana Pinheiro pick because Godinez might just mess around AK and fight next week. She might just fight in two weeks. But Pinheiro's next fight, whenever that is, she should fight Loopy Godinez. Ah, uh, so you're saying even if Loopy doesn't fight her next, you want that point if this happens like in March or something. Yes, if Luana Pinheiro, her next fight in the UFC sure. is against Loopy Godinez, you get great. A point. Loopy might just, okay. Loopy will probably fight seven times before that happens. Did you see during the fight, she actually said, like, I don't think I can fight next week, guys. Oh, so funny. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> so, well, she can anyways, because there's no card next week. Because there's no card. But there was one. She definitely would have been thinking about it. Um, Absolutely. So, uh, Yeah, and, and too bad for Sam Hughes. I, I just want to shout out Sam Hughes. Uh, I think a talented fighter. Is, is this not a weird bit of mismanagement that she took all her fights on short notice? And, like, we know she can, she, we know she can fight. But for someone with only, uh, she only had six pro fights going into... Uh, the UFC, man, take her debut against Tisha Torres, your first UFC fight, like, and then Loma, yeah, like you said, she fought well, but it's a tough matchup, and then again, just another short notice opportunity. I don't know. I part part of me is is uh, hoping that she does go back to the regional scene. I, I think I imagine the UFC. I know they reward people for taking short notice fights, and especially someone who all her fights have been short notice. You would think they would keep her around, but what, what might be good for her is giving her a sort of an unwritten promise that we're keeping an eye on you. Maybe go back to LFA, maybe go back to some other regionals and just get some more experience and and, and, and uh, get some wins under your belt. Because right now, again, we, <laughs> we just keep putting you in there with killers on less than full camps. And I, I just don't think that's any way to build a career. So for Sam Hughes' sake, I still think she has a bright future. Um, just not in the UFC. I think just take a break from the UFC for now. Yeah, completely agree. Um, there's lots of good regional promotions. CFFC, LFA, CES. I mean, there's 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 plenty Invicta. to throw in. Fight for Invicta. Fight for Invicta. would be great in Invicta. Invicta, indeed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, take a year and fight for the PFL. Who knows? Like, just do something. Get out there. Just tough matchups. It, I don't blame her for taking this fight. I think it was a. I think it was the right call. Um, I know she was supposed to fight. Who was she supposed? To? She was supposed to fight Loopy before, and then she got COVID. She tested positive for COVID, and like her and almost a, a couple of her teammates and coaches tested positive for COVID, so she was out. That's when. Uh, loopy got her first submission win against the replacement on short notice so yeah i'd like to i think she's got something there she's she's tough but yeah go back to the regional scene season up a little bit and come back in you're probably gonna have to take a short notice fight your first time in but for your first fight back but then the rest you know establish yourself and get some actual fights so uh let's go to the meat of this program ak the holy crap the the check the tapes any you know mic checks anything like that the floor is yours sir we have so many. We have so many. Okay, uh, let's give out some single Otno points to MMA heads. Who, who uh, uh, Mallory Martin versus, wait, hold on. This is the thing, right? Mallory Martin and Cheyenne Velisma? Velisma Snow? Yeah, December I mean, 4th, I don't right? know. I'm, December, I'm trying to. December 4th. Yeah, I'm trying to interview Cheyenne. We've been, we've been talking back okay. and forth. We're trying to work something out. I would love to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, but this fight became was was a uh, Mallory Martin stepping in. Who someone stepping in as a replacement for someone else, right? This is a Cheyenne fight, is stepping right? in as a replacement. Cheyenne is a for Montserrat Ruiz. Oh yeah, it's Montserrat Canejo. Yes, okay. So anyway, uh, yeah, but I'll you know what? Uh, I may has take your point. Uh, Martin versus uh, uh, 
possibly the former Cheyenne Bays, uh, Cheyenne Valismos. I'm sure you guys are seeing the social media chitter chatter and uh, UFC.com uh, changing her name. So anyway, well, that's a whole other issue. Nate Andrews also gets a point. Uh, Carol Hossa versus Sarah McMahon, March 26. Well done, sir. And uh, all the listeners were on top of Megamed Ankalaev versus Tiago Santos, which uh, should be happening March 12th. So uh, points all around for everyone. Take your points, please. Enjoy. Um, I want to shout out Lucas Schildbach. You'll be hearing more from Lucas later in the uh, picks, but he had to check my my, my uh, Game of Thrones reference from last week. I said something about the Golden Company being the bankers of uh, of the Game of Thrones universe. Grossly incorrect. I do apologize. The Golden Company are cell swords uh, or mercenaries for you non nerds out there. Uh, cell swords in the in Game of Thrones. Uh, I should have referred to. The Bank of Bravos or uh, the Master of Coin, either of those references would have been better, uh, as Lucas pointed out. He says, uh, love the show. Uh, and yes, Mike, I already called Lucas a nerd on social media, so that's taken care of. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, thank you, Lucas. Uh, uh, take your uh, your correction on no points. It's a different kind of point. We have, I don't know if you'll know about this. We do have other point parts point, sort of currency, so there's a kind of mic check currency. Uh, so uh, enjoy that, Lucas. Uh, and I do want to shout out... Uh, Oh, crap. Which one should I read first? You know what? Let's read the bad one first, actually. Oh, boy. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Mike, we got a mic check, buddy. We got a mic check. We got a mic check from uh, Matt Bradbury. Uh-oh. And I got to find... Hold on. I got to... What, what, how did I lose this? Matt Bradbury. Uh, I don't think... He normally sends in picks. I don't think he sent in a pick this week. I think he just checked you. Um, oh, my gosh. Why can't I find it? This is bad. Uh, is it on Instagram? Did he unsend uh, Matt, it? No, he definitely did not uns- <laughs> No, no, he definitely didn't. <laughs> oh boy. He de- he definitely did not unsend it. Um Oh, there it is. Okay, what's Fred Tom's doing? All right, Mike. So, this is pretty long. I'm not going to read this whole thing. This has something to do with, to do with uh, last week's Chaos Williams the D-Rod pick. pick. Yes. What what happened again? What was contentious do- what was the issue? D-Rod is a ranked guy who was ranked. He was oh. offered a fight with Neil Magny yes. that he had to turn down because he was injured. So the response uh-huh. of the listeners was, let's bump him back 15 spots and fight Chaos Williams, which I think doesn't make a lot of sense right now in, in D-Rod's career. I should have just screenshot this for you. It's way too long for me to read. I'll, I'll try to sum it up as much as I can. So he's just saying, uh, he says, Chaos Williams versus Neil Magny is, to, is the fight to make. Uh, Daniel Rodriguez won't be fighting Neil Magny. He'll be fighting Robbie Lawler first. This is very confusing. Maybe I will just screenshot this for you later. Uh, okay, I'll go on. Uh, he says, firstly, you think that Nico Price versus Nico Williams, uh, Chaos Williams, excuse me, is the fight to make, claiming he is higher ranked, uh, than Chaos, despite Nico being 2-3-1 in his last six. Come on, Matt Bradbury, you know it's about opponents, not actually, uh, uh, Correct. The record. Yes, uh... And he says Chaos has only one loss in his last six, controversial one to Michelle Pereira, which he shares with Nico Price. So despite them both being great fighters, he does give him praise. Uh, any kind of win over Miguel Baez, uh, who had previously been ranked around 19 in the world. I don't know. He's not in the MMA fighting rankings, so I don't know. It's far more impressive than anything Nico Price has done. Okay, I'll, I'll have to look think about that. Uh, Neil Magny wants to be active. Daniel Rodriguez, Daniel Rodriguez out till March. I believe Chaos Williams is an active guy, granted an average uh, less than D-Rod, but stated... Uh, that he was looking to fight in the next two to three months, which would be ideal for Neil. Oh, Mike looks pissed already. Mike, this is a two-part message. Furthermore, I believe that Chaos... I, I guess I couldn't cut it down. Uh, Chaos is top 15 opponent more than Daniel Rodriguez. Goes over <gasps> the records again. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I think D-Rod is more suitable for a top 30 Robbie Lawler. Screw Tim Means versus Robbie... Why am I reading this? This is... Why am I reading this? I, I really should have screened this message. This is terrible. <laughs> I mean, this so, is a bad I, mic check. 
children, 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 if you're listening, earmuffs. I'm sorry, earmuffs. He says, screw Tim Means versus Robbie Lawler. We'll come back to that. So <gasps> Chaos and Magni is booked. He says, if Chaos, okay, but this is, this is fair. If Chaos and Magni is booked, I want, I want one Otno point. But I have a further offer. If Robbie Lawler versus Tim Means is not booked next, I want 10. Hell no, you're not getting 10. Uh, you, you'll just get the standard one for uh, Chaos and Magni. You don't get points for predicting matchups that won't happen. Don't, let's not start doing this. Okay, so it, we I think we know who who the anonymous VVY is on. No, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, no. Okay. VVY was much. We, we'll get to him. He was much them. Excuse me. Could be a man or woman. We'll get to that. Much nicer this week. Okay. Let me let me just say this. All right. I I'm not gonna freak out. I'm not gonna freak out. You shouldn't. Now, here's here's where we differ. Okay, because I if the UFC if the UFC booked Chaos Williams versus Neil Magny, I would not have a a huge problem with that i never said that's like a bad fight like i don't even think i mentioned that as an option last week what i'm saying is like if you want to throw chaos in there and give him a step up against a guy like neil magny sure that's okay but to have daniel rodriguez who just beat kevin lee on short notice who listen i understand he is not a he wasn't ranked at 170 but kevin lee is a big name that win has a lot of weight, more weight than anyone Chaos Williams has. It's just the way that it is. So to have D-Rod have to turn down a Neil Magny fight because he's fought like 18 times in the last 18 months. I mean, the guy's fight, like the, the guy has so many fights. He broke his hand, had surgery, and he's not out till March. He says he could probably fight in January. He'd probably be cleared by the end of December to start like training full hard again. And then maybe fight in January or February. And because the win over Kevin Lee put him in the rankings and they offered him the Neil Magny fight in December, it's because he has an injury. You shouldn't bash him, back him off to the, like the, to, to fight the 28th, 29th, 30th ranked fighter. It just doesn't make any sense. Now, if you do the Lawler fight, name value wise, sure, makes sense for D-Rod. But if it's not a guy like Robbie, then he should be fighting a top 15 guy. 100%. Him fighting Chaos Williams doesn't make any sense. Now, and let me also clarify, I didn't have a problem sent, with the I booking. I'm not even going to read it. I'm not reading it. It's too much. It's, it's a novel. It's a novel. Yes. And yes, D-Rod versus Chaos is a, is a fun fight. It's just not a right now fight. You do that maybe later in 2022, couple wins for both guys. They have no choice but to have their paths meet. Sure. But right now, it, makes, it doesn't make a lot of sense. So, sorry, Matt. I mean, I, I, if they do... Chaos versus Magni, sure. I don't have an issue with that. I don't like Chaos versus D-Rod right now. I think D-Rod deserves better. And that's that. That was my point. Okay. Uh, and, and, and Matt, listen, you're going to get a point if it, if it is Chaos Magni. And you, I mean, you bet we'll revisit this conversation. So this, you may only get one Otno point. You'll get a lot of bragging rights if you get this one right. So uh, thank you, Matt, for the long message. I'm sorry. I, I, I tried to sum it up, but... Uh... There was a lot going on. Anyway, there'll be more from Matt later as well. Let's move to the positive, Mike. First of all, I want to shout out. So there are people, you know, we put this on the podcast network and we also put it, we make a post on the site. And ever since we started doing the podcast only version every week, there's people like, oh my gosh, can you just write this out? Can you transcribe it? Can you transcribe a, 50, a, a, a 90 minute podcast? Yeah let's, just, yeah, let's just run it through a transcribe machine and just copy and paste that into a friggin' post, you jags. Um, <laughs> like, I don't care. I don't care if people don't want to listen to it. And there's a, lots of great people, writers out there who do written versions of uh, matchmaking posts. I would say listen to us and go read those. Some great matchmakers out there in the MMA media sphere. 
So much love to all of them. Go go read those. You can do that. And, and if you want to listen to podcasts, listen to podcasts too and vice versa. But for those people who, and again, I, this message obviously is only gained to people who already listen. But we really appreciate that because I think you understand, I think anyone who's listening to the show now understands why a written format just doesn't work. You and I go back and forth. We do a lot of, we do these special segments. We do a lot of explaining why certain matchups work and why we're going with this matchup instead of this matchup. And in the written format, it should be so clunky and I think just not the way we do it and not fun to read. So thank you. I want to send a special shout out to Chad Cherry, who's always commenting every week saying he listens to the show and even telling other people why he listens to the show. Chad, you don't need to do that, I, I, but I re- we really appreciate it. That's great. And of course, your your former nemesis already turned a new friend, uh, VBY5397, who was sort of recapping some of the stuff that went last week. Uh, I do have to read this message. It's very nice. Uh, first, I want to thank you for realizing that you were not trolling them. Obviously, you handled that whole thing really well. They said, you were gracious, and I accept your willingness to give me <laughs> to give me five <laughs> Mike Cacocco points if Cruz versus Sand- the Sandman takes place in May. You come to the bargaining table, so will I, blah, blah. Okay, anyway, anyway his people will contact your people. Uh, and he also just said, uh, they also said they love our opinions on why uh, Bellator doesn't succeed. Thank you for not going along with the usual EKC light, uh, light and typical UFC slander. Um, he says, uh, I'm a good Robin to your Batman, Mike. Uh, he says, we work well. This is why the show works. All the trolls who say they would rather do a printed version are missing out. You guys are amazing together. Thank you, BBY5397. Uh, I do want to read this as well. You're between the links show. You just need to have Jed on every show. He says, you and him have an amazing chemistry. I guess talking to me. I stopped, I stopped listening to it. Let's listen. Oh, I don't want to start naming people. This is some people are not as fans. No, nah, he's talking about the, uh, me and Jed did like a couple of Jed Talks versions where it was just oh, me and him God. before oh, the okay. tournament. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we, there was like just no. We just hit recording. Oh yes. yeah. They said it's hard to find chemistry, but your episode before this tournament with Jag, where both of you just riffed, was pure class. So much fun. More of that. Glad you returned to video. Uh, not glad that AKC, EKC is now back being part of it. He brings out the worst in you. Now this is me trolling, as I really do not appreciate EK, EKC Leiden, and he just takes <gasps> it away from your pure from your pure excellence. <laughs> keep up, keep up the good work, uh, loyal listener BBY. Thank you BBY. So that was very nice. So that's Thank all. There's you. peace. There's peace once again in the land of Ano. Until of course we get to the reader, uh, as I should say, listener submissions. Yes. Um, and once again there will be war. <laughs> uh, all right, sweet. Is that it? That is it. What a wonderful uh, check with taste we had, yes. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. All right, do you want to go through the standard disclaimer before we start running yeah, this down? Yeah, again, really quick. Emphasis uh, winners winners mostly, uh, though, you know, we had some high-profile uh, losers this time. We'll go into those for sure. Categories rule, guys, we really, uh, you're definitely going to get a point. If you're, like, somehow the only person to pick the matchup, you're going to get a point. Uh, careful, guys, with mistakes. Wrong weight class. They fought already. If they fought already and you want a rematch, you have to clarify it's a rematch. Uh, someone could be injured, released. That came up a couple of times this week. Fighters could already be booked. I mean, that happens. I just made that mistake like two times in my own picks. Um, your pick might just be doo-doo. We don't want to read it. And I have a little role this week, Mike. I Honestly, I won't be reading any Cody Durden picks. 
uh, obviously was not a fan of his comments that he made uh, uh, telling uh, telling Ari Keeling, uh, go back to China where you came from. If people don't understand why this is offensive, I'm not going to explain it here. Uh, you can feel some type of way about it. That's fine. It's a really, really raw thing to say. He shouldn't have done it. He has people d dug into his past. He has some very offensive tweets uh, in his past. You guys, again, can do that research yourself. Even if he didn't and his past was clean as a sheet, this is a very dumb, ignorant comment. So, uh, so Mike, I know you're gonna, uh, you haven't screened some of your <laughs> picks. If, you, if there's Jordan picks and you're reading about I don't care. I'm just saying I will not be uh, mentioning Jordan picks. I will be mentioning people uh, criticizing Jordan. I did see some very thoughtful messages, which I really appreciate. Um, but uh, other than that, I, I have no interest in matching up Cody Durden this week. Fair enough. I will also uh, I will also do the same. Yes. Uh, in support of my best friend, unless there's a like a, a, a tremendous reason why. I mean, if, um, I don't care if it comes up. I'm not offended. But, but yes, my, but my, my reason, yeah, you, my reason why you won't hear you. If Mike, if you do, I don't care. But you just saying why people won't hear from me this week. Solidarity, best friend. Solidarity. Mm -hmm. Let's get right after it. DJ Brandon, Yanez versus Marl Marais might be a slight push, but well earned from Yanez. Santos versus Andrew Lee. Brady versus D-Rod. Good win for Brady, but some holes in his game. Rodriguez helps legitimize him even more while the division clears up. I, I'm okay with that one. I don't yeah, like the prospect versus prospect, but I'm fine. No. Top 15 guys. Brady's a top 15 guy. I'm okay with that for D-Rod. The, the, the reason I don't like this, pro, you know, I'm, I'm a big prospect versus prospect guy. The reason why I don't like this one is they're, a cusp above, they're definitely a, a cusp above prospect at this point. They're not prospects, but they're not contenders yet. They're in that weird in-between spot. And this is a spot where I feel like you need to keep those types of guys away. When you have those guys who are like 4-0, 5-1, whatever it may be in the UFC, and like they're so clearly headed towards like a top 15 ranking, I'd rather they face someone in the top 15 to sort of get to take that spot rather than just like jostling with each other. To get into there you know what i mean yeah so a, a, a great matchup obviously i'd be super pumped if it got made but for uh their career purposes kind of like to keep them apart they're very similar but very different too which is would be a cool story to tell someday uh d-rod's been through it so much sean brady's been they're just like they're similar guys with like similar love for the sport and they found it in different ways but uh d-rod just has been through hell and brady just i mean that that philliness be a very cool story and he likes Vieta versus Holly Holm Aussie dad bloke Hanayaya versus Cody Stamen Yanez versus Song Yudong Brady versus the winner of Neil Ponzinibbio another Tyler Santos versus Andrew Lee Tristan Gordette getting the early shine Tate versus the winner of Pennington Avila Sean Brady versus the winner of Bala Muhammad and Wonderboy makes sense to me Brady mentioned this matchup during his post fight scrum he also likes Michael Chiesa versus the loser of Muhammad Wonderboy uh, Santos versus the winner of Caitlin Chukagian versus Jennifer Maya, and his wild card is rebooked Pat Sabatini versus Gavin Tucker. Uh, I'm cool with that as well. Owen Carroll, endless cage grabs and back of the head shots all night. Can we just fire every referee from the card? Okay. No referee. No referees going forward. No referees. Let's just go and we'll we'll, we'll push a button. Be like America's Got Talent. You can't miss calls if there are no referees. That's a very good point. Yeah. Uh, Sh uh, Shailion uh, Newer Dan Bieke versus Chase Hooper. Okay. Uh, Lupi Godinez versus Luana Pinheiro. Rafa Garcia versus Euros Medic. Mm -hmm. uh, Sabatini Tucker. Yanez versus Marais. Haniaya versus Montel Jackson. There you go. Tyler Santos versus Valentina Shevchenko. Lame and not a fan of it, but Valentina needs a fight, so whatever. Vieira how, how do you, feel? you kind of glossed over it, Mike. How do you feel about Yanez? Uh, I assume that's Yanez versus Marlon. Versus Marlon Marais. Yeah, I, it's fine. Like it's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Man. I, like, a, I, think it's fine. I think it's fine. Marlon, I still have in my top 10. 
So I don't know. I just don't know if I want to throw Yanez in the top ten yet. And also, you know how, it, and also they're very much going in opposite directions as well. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to throw him in there with a ranked guy right now, Marlon's probably the guy to do it. That's yeah, I agree. Yeah. Or Frankie agree. Edgar, one of those two. Sean Brady versus Hamza Chimaev. I've asked Brady about that fight in the past. He likes the idea of it, but he's also a businessman and understands that the, that fight will be bigger down the road. Keep him um, apart. Yeah, Vieira GDR. Uh, Gerard Biagin, Tate versus Kuditskaya, sure. Brady versus Vicente Luque because he needs to have his striking tested. I think Luque's a l- I mean, I know you're going to say, if you say Luque is too far ahead, how can you match up Burns? But I think Luke Burns already fought for the belt. Luque arguably could be fighting for the belt right now. I understand the reasoning. I'm not going to dump on it, but I think Luque is probably a little too far out of that conversation right now. Uh, Kiesa versus Li Jingliang. Sure. Yaya versus yeah. Nathaniel Wood. Kyung Ho Kang versus Alejandro Perez. Yanez versus Timor Valiev. That's a crazy fight. Uh, he believes Giannis needs a little more seasoning and he likes Davy Grant versus Trevin Jones because uh, that, that's a good fight. That's a fun fight. Uh, Poppy Bryant. Hey, Mike, thanks for pointing out my note about the Songy Dong versus Dominic Cruz fight. Love trying to make those mid-card fights some good storylines. Wildcard pick. Sabatini versus Daniel Pineda. Sure, that all depends on when Pineda is back from his suspension. Uh, Giannis versus Sugar Sean, no matter if he wins or loses his fight against Paiva. Yaya versus Frank, honey Yaya versus Frankie Edgar. Nice step back for Frankie. Nice chance for Yaya to get his name out there. I also like this because I feel like Frankie won't retire off a loss, and if he loses this, it won't be brutally like the last few. What do you think about that, uh, yeah. Ronnie Yaya versus Frankie Edgar? This is the this is the BJ Penn uh, uh, Ryan Hall thinking. You know where where when when he got matched up with Ryan Hall, we're like, well, at least Ryan Hall's not gonna like kill him with like a flying knee or something. So yeah, I do I do like. I mean that did end horribly for BJ. Uh, but you know, you're going to, any, any fight has a risk of injury. So I, you know, you can't, you, you, if you're going to put Edgar in there with someone, yes, I prefer kind of a grappler, someone who's, who's comfortable. Hanayaya likes striking. He's just not an elite striker. He certainly enjoys the, the striking element of it. He just knows how his, how his bread is buttered. And once he gets into trouble, you know, he, he goes to it, which is great. So I do think, yeah, fun matchup for Edgar. I'm such a ranky Edgar fan. I'm in a weird place, Mike. I, I don't want him to retire. Yet I also never want to see him fight again. Is that possible? Is that a is that physical? Is that like is it, is that a is that a physical like reality that can happen? Is that does that make sense? I mean, maybe he can just be like a behind the scenes guy. Just but put I him want, on the broadcast. Like, then he's but like. I want to, but I want to still think of him as an active fighter. Like I want to say, like, oh yeah, Frankie's an active fighter. I mean, like we keep making matchups for him, but he never actually fights. Yeah, is just that- keep, keep throwing in there. With, yeah, just throw him in there and then just pull the fight. <laughs> Like last minute, I, and then boy. insert the, but then let the third person know that they're actually fighting, like so he can train and prepare, and let them know like, hey, listen, we we're, we're going to announce Frankie versus, um, you know, whoever gets Adrian Giannis, but it's actually going to be you fighting Adrian Giannis, and then a month <laughs> before we're going to just we're going to say Frankie's out, and then we're going to yeah, yeah, get yeah. you in, but you yeah, train because you're fighting. Yes, that's how it should be. And uh, gosh, that pick of him getting kicked in the face, and then the. Oh. the, the Zoom. You're wrong for that one, New York Rick. If you're out there, you're wrong for yeah, that, that social media post. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Oh. Uh, Santos Great versus Lauren Murphy likes that. Brady versus the winner of uh, Wonder Boy Muhammad. Vieira versus Juliana Pena. In parentheses, yes, I know. Fighting Nunez in three weeks. Guess you got my prediction for that fight. Uh, John A. Ray ninety two. I'd li- I would like to humbly ask that we ban Loopy Godinez from all suggestions. <laughs> She's a badass. For her, for her own good. <laughs> Yadas versus the Marcelo Rojo Kyler Phillips winner. Yaya versus Davy Grant. Santos versus Murphy. 
Uh, another Brady Thompson Muhammad winner, Tate versus Macy Chieson. You know what? Macy actually kind of deserves that fight after everything yeah. she's gone through. Yeah. I, I, I don't think Tate, obviously, your Tate, you're, it just doesn't do a lot for you. Uh, but for Chieson, I mean, you should be campaigning for it for sure. Harry Duoskin, Luana Pinero versus Pollyanna Viana because I rate Penne way higher than Sam Hughes. Pinero needs to have more experience with tough opponents so she can improve her cardio. I agree with that. Uh, Shailon versus Mike Grundy, fun grappling, sure. Um, Cody Dernan versus Jeppelina was the only good thing Durden said on Saturday. Tim Elliott said he would fight him as well, but it feels like that would be a bit undeserved. Okay, I, I'm confident enough reading that one. Hey, we're ta- we're talking about him. We said we said on the, we said on the uh, post fight show uh, that we did with uh, Jose and Casey like. Uh, it, it, it's a horrible thing that that Cody Durden did, but boy, we're talking about Cody Durden more than we ever thought. And again, by the way, this is not in, encouraging what he said. This is, but, but we were saying like, man, this if this if this jerk's idea was to like get himself some publicity, and I don't think it was. I think he just doesn't think and was just being ignorant. Um, we were shocked. We're like, we're talking about Cody Durden a lot. Yeah, <laughs> on the I agree. Show, and we're like, regrettably, uh, Lupita Gudinez versus Jin Yu Fry seems good to me even though Loma beat Jin because Lupita still needs more experience sure uh, Rafa Garcia versus Mason Jones that's a crazy fight Adrian Yanez versus Mara Morais is the evil option the UFC might go for but Yanez versus Batgari would be a good fight for a spot in the top 15 that's a that's a wow Dana Batgari versus Adrian Yanez holy cow that's a crazy feel- fight I like to know is 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 uh yeah I mean Yanez has to be a bit ahead of him right? Is he like it's close? It's close. They're very close. Wow, interesting. Okay, I like the matchup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus Casey Kenny, uh, Santos versus Jessica Andrade is the best fight I could think of because Chagin is booked. Vieira versus Holly Holm. I guess who cares? Jeez. Uh oh. Okay. Interesting. All right. Last week we had a. a, a a little discussion about max underscore block ak uh yes more clarification hello mike i hope you're doing well this week i'm not sure how i can convince ak i'm not max block photography and not trolling i love otno and have really tried to step my up my picks game since my first submission in early may if it makes it easier for everyone i can go with my middle name brandon so i'd be max brandon block no, no, to put no, this no. bed to bed once no, no, for no. all how can obviously uh max block the same Max Block that's messaged me. Uh, you have to find the other Max Block and take a picture with him and say, see, we're not the same guy. And then I want both of you to post that picture on your respective social medias. Only then will I believe you. I think that's the easiest, most obvious solution. Come on, guys. Let's not overthink this. Yeah, I think they're both from Canada, too. So They are. Yes. So there you go. There you go. There's your answer. Canada's very small. We're all in the same place. It's not hard to find each other, guys. Uh, as for my special pick of the week, Pat Sabatini looked very impressive this weekend, capping off a very dominant decision over the game. Tucker Lutz proving he can grapple in unique ways for 15 minutes at an insane pace. He's truly a problem at, fe- at featherweight. Sabatini's yet to be tested on the feet in a serious capacity. And Mr. Heck, I know the man to step up to the plate to give Pat Sabatini the hard test he needs. A man who will need, who will in turn receive a big test in this matchup. This man is also riding a three-fight UFC winning streak and has shown himself to be a massive threat in the division. A man who fans love to see. A man whose striking is ferocious, possessing one-strike knockout power in almost any setting. Mike... I want to see Pat Sabatini fight with Lerone freaking Murphy. Almost a clear-cut striker versus grappler matchup with high stakes as a win for either man would catapult them into a top 15 or maybe a lower-tier top 10 fight. What say you, 
USA versus the UK. Um, I think Murphy's. I think Murphy is ahead of him right now. If they made it, I have no. With especially the way you just presented it, I got no issue with it. I think Murphy is a. I think Murphy deserves a top fifteen guy. Um, if not a guy just outside of it. I mean, Murphy's Murphy's fought some pretty good competition along the way. Um, but if they made it, cool. It's a fun fight. Uh, Francesco, fan from Italy. Brady versus Burns. Yaya versus Valiev. Giannis versus the loser of Dominic Cruz versus Pedro Munoz. Interesting. Wild cards. Chiesa versus Diaz. Five rounds. I saw uh, Nick or Nate. Um, probably Nate. Nick's an eighty-fiver. Must be forgotten. Oh, this, this, this is true. You know who? You know, K, listen, Kaza looks like a freaking eighty-fiver in there. Jeez, Louise. I know he's massive. I don't know how he does it. Same. Interesting take. Uh, Luana Pinera versus Jessica Penne. Garcia versus uh, Trey Ogden, the UFC's newest lightweight, uh, after earning a contract finally on, on looking for a fight this past weekend. Uh, Godinez versus Pollyanna Viana. Uh, and this is the last one, AK, and then I'll turn it over to you. I, I wanted to save this for the end. We had a gentleman on Saturday submit his picks before the fight card. He was playing a da- he even said, I'm playing a dangerous game if it all goes wrong. So let's judge it. And he, he did pre-fight Otno picks, just feeling confident in how he thinks it's going to go out. And not bad here. So one, I mean, he didn't know, but this is actually his first time con- first time contributing to the show. And he did pre-fight Otno picks. Brady versus Wonderboy. Classic style clash. He's obviously aware that Wonderboy is fighting Bilal Muhammad. Adrian Yanez versus Song Yudong. And then he said, unless Sean O'Malley wants to get taught a lesson, acknowledging O'Malley has a fight too, don't want to upset anyone. This is pretty darn good. He also went with Terrence McKinney versus Mike Davis, but of course that fight didn't happen. And then he went with Sabatini versus Herbert Burns or Ryan Hall. This is before the card. He sent this Saturday morning. And those are his pre-fight Otno picks. What's this person's person's name again? Uh, Toby Foster Taylor, who I believe might be a fighter himself. That's kind of scary. That, That's that, pretty good. That, the accuracy. <laughs> and then he thanked us both for the show. But that, well done, well done. I'll give you props yeah, for that one. I like I mean, even like, if the, even if they did Terrence McKinney, Mike Davis, like next. I mean, I would feel bad for Ferez I am, but that's still option. Like that's an option. So good on you. Over to you, my friend. Damn, that's a nice one to end on. All right. Uh, okay, I'll see how. how well, uh, consensus listener picks for Vieta. Most people just said Holly Holm. Again, it's a lot of the, some of the names you mentioned, but the ones I saw the most, just Holly Holm. Uh, Brady was all over the place. Luke Magni, Thompson, Muhammad, winner, any one of those. I think they were almost all equal, neck and neck with how much people wanted those. Tyler Santos versus Jessica Andrade was a popular pick. Um, Cody Hartman kind of lays this out. He says, this is too easy not to make. And then you do Lee versus Murphy on the same card. If Lee and Santos both win, then you put them in a title shot eliminator. Uh, and then you have Valentina Nunez uh, three, or or if either if only one of them wins, either Lee or Santos, then one of them gets a title shot. So uh, thank you, Cody. That's actually very well thought out. Uh, the other options very popular for Tyler Santos, Shikagi and Maya winner January fifteenth, and of course uh, Lauren Murphy. Uh, Yaya versus Hani Barcelos was a very popular pick, and I'm glad because now I get to say hashtag Hani on Hani. So I, I, <laughs> it needs a little work, but anyway. And uh, the most popular pick I saw for Adrian Yanez was uh, Casey Kenny. Do I like that one, Casey Kenny? Um, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. 
Kenny's got a name. He's fought some good guys. So, I mean, if you're going to go outside the top 15, yeah, that's, that's not a bad pick. Uh, on, on email, Jay Donaghy, uh, the Poconos picker, he said, uh, he started off his email by saying, hmm, decisions, decisions, decisions. Get it? Hiya. Get it? Hell, pun intended. Uh, and uh, a few good picks. I really liked uh, Sabatini versus Sean Woods. I'm down for that. Uh, going to Instagram now. Just one email for me. I'm going to Instagram now. Uh, let's go to one of our first timers, Jonathan Stewart, who I know introduced himself on one of our uh, pre-fight shows. So, Jonathan, good to hear from you in Otno. Long-time listener, first-time DMer. Only did four predictions because uh, uh, please ask Mike to take it easy on me. Vieta versus Holly Holm, Brady versus the uh, Wonder Boy Bilal Muhammad winner, Tyler Santos, Lauren Murphy, Yanez versus O'Malley Paiva, loser. Thank you for uh, reading this, and I hope you guys have a great day. So just a little, a little positive. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks for, for chiming in. I got nothing bad to say. Uh, I would hope not. Uh, Michael, <laughs> Michael Conifrey, <laughs> I made a note to read. Oh, they, uh, I asked you about this, Yanez versus uh, Marlon Moraes. Uh, so, sure, I, I like it, the reasoning. They said uh, the back of the bantamweight top 15 is full of younger guys trying to make their way up. Marlon is desperate for a win. I don't know if he's desperate, but needs one. Uh, so the stakes would be very high for both men. I, I agree, Michael. I think that's 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 pretty good reasoning. Dwizzle97, there's just a comment I want to read from them. They said, they said, don't forget to mention Mike benching the 100s was impressive. Was that was that a... Oh, yes, yes, yes. I posted, I posted a video on Instagram of me doing uh, incline dumbbell presses I miss this. with 100-pound dumbbells. That's the first time my, I've ever done it. I only use my personal Instagram for uh, Otno, really. I actually don't look. I, I do not keep up with you guys' lives. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's so yeah, yeah I'm pretty much the same way, but I was I, I filmed <laughs> it, and I was like, I don't want to put it on Twitter. I'll just throw it, I'll throw well, it on I'm Instagram. Watch that video when I get the chance. Uh, well done. Well done. Way to, way to be swole. Way to get swole, Mike. But ID was on 97. Giving you your props. And then we have uh, M. Mayhead's Matt, Matt Bradbury coming in, of course, always with the fire pick. So M. Mayhead's coming in with uh, just saying Santos, Valentina, Shevchenko. I didn't see a lot of that. I didn't see a lot of people calling for her to get the title shot. Um, I guess they do see a scenario where she needs one more win. But uh, M. Mayhead's saying just go for it. Sabatini versus Swanson Elkins winner. That's going down December 18th. Rafa Garcia versus Austin Hubbard. Lupi versus Ariane Carnalosi, Nerdin BK versus TJ Laramie, and uh, Pinheiro versus uh, Luke Bunmi. So that's that's not a terrible idea. And Matt, Matt Bradbury had Pinheiro versus Vignana, uh, Pollyanna Viana, Nerdin BK versus uh, Alan Patrick, Godinez versus Conejo. That'd be so much fun. And uh, Rafa Garcia versus Christos Giagos. All right, all right. Back to. Uh, Back to the Twitter machine. Everyone loves the tweets, and we, my goodness, you guys always have something to say. Uh, I shouted out Lucas earlier. He actually sent in pics for the first time, so thank you, Lucas. He got the Welcome to the Party Pal gif. Uh, he calls. He said, this is a, and oh my gosh, Mikey's from your neck of the woods. He says, nerd Lucas from Massachusetts here. God, you guys. You, 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 Massachusetts nuts. Decided to give this a shot. Felt like the only fair thing after fact-checking uh, you last week. Thank you, uh, Lucas. And uh, hope my picks aren't too terrible. Uh, Ketlin Vieta, Holly Holm, Misha Tabor, Kel Pennington too. Brady, Magni, Chiesa, Shavkat, Rachmanov. Oof. Um, I thought I thought about that one. I did. I did think about that one. Um, both are managed by the same manager. Oh. Which could make things interesting. They're both really? under the same management umbrella. Did not know that. Um, so I guess like if I guess if the price is right, sure. Um, sure. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think Kiesa would love that fight. He mentions Rachmanov by name. 
I don't know if that was just to like put the fellow, you know, management umbrella fighter over, uh, which wouldn't be bad. But I mean, Kiesa has dropped the name, so it would not shock me to see. I, I, I'm in. I'm in. You hear that? Did you hear that? Uh, with Tristan Gordat, did you hear that? There you go. Uh, I do wonder if Kiesa will sort of accept that he is in a, at least for now, you can fight your way out of it, but it is for now kind of in a gatekeeper, high level gatekeeper role. Um, it's a hard thing for a fighter to accept, but he's very cerebral, very honest guy. Obviously, he's a great analyst. I, I think he's one of, uh, really underrated as an analyst um, uh, when he's doing uh, uh, you know ESPN stuff uh, or UFC, actually, UFC shows. So he's a thoughtful guy. He probably knows where he stands, and he would take that fight. But I think you're right. The money would have to be right. Um, Lucas is calling for Talos Santos to get the Shevchenko matchup. Uh, Joanne Wood, Andrea Lee, too. The first fight was a split decision. It was a while ago. Okay, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think Andrew Lee, again, sort of, she's that could be past. down the she's road. Past she's, she's past her right now, unfortunately. Uh, Yanez, Casey Kenny, Pat Sabatini, Billy Quarantillo, uh, and then Lucas just wants to say, thanks for all the amazing content you and Mike and MMA fighting as a whole are a vital part of my MMA fan experience. Oh, Thank I shouldn't you. Have read that I shouldn't have read that one so early. I'm getting emotional now. <laughs> Chris at Dragon Slayer 2, uh, Yanez versus Alejandro Perez. I like it. Uh, at AO, it's dad. I did want to read what they had to say about the Durden situation. Uh, first, uh, Brady versus Pons, Nibio, Neil winner, UFC 269. I like that. He said Durden versus himself. He said, you lose fans immediately after winning a fight. He says, I hate when someone apologizes for saying or doing something disrespectful and then say, I'm sorry if I offended anyone. That's right. For anyone who missed it, uh, Durden did tweet out a, a classic non-apology afterwards. Uh, uh, at AOS Dad goes on to say, you're apologizing because you're aware that people are offended. No contingency needed. Just be sorry and be better. Thank you. Yes, I think that's that's the, the right sentiment to have here. Uh, Braden O'Neill sent in a bunch of picks. Uh, some we mentioned before, so I'm just going to gloss over here. Uh, Rafa Garcia versus the uh, Levitt Sales winner, December 18th. That's pretty cool. Uh, and uh, Nerd and BK versus Tristan Connolly. Yeah, you know, let's give some shine to these prelim guys. Like I said, it, they were the most exciting fights, but we did have some winners on there. I like people making matchups for them. Hayes the third. Uh, I mean, yeah, again, Tate versus Pennington Avila winner, December 18th. Brady versus Burns if he loses to Hazma if that fight happens or as you said Mike that fight is not anywhere is not completed yet you know it could just be him and Burns rebooks Abatini Tucker uh, Nerd and BK versus TJ Brown yeah I'd like to see TJ Brown fight again sure Scott McCrate uh, very loyal uh, uh, MMA fighting show watcher and now Otno contributor uh, just said they'd love to see uh, Kiza versus uh, Kiza versus Shemaev but uh, don't think it will happen uh, I, I agree. I don't think that is it is what's next for uh, Shamaya, but it also is a fight I'd like to see at some point. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I actually think I actually think that makes perfect sense too. Mm-hmm. Like Mag, like if it's not if how they haven't booked him with Neil Magny yet is beyond me. Like what <laughs> what what else does Neil Magny need to do? Just give the guy the fight, for God's sake. This is like exactly what you're looking for. Um, and if they don't, which I still don't understand, it blows my mind at this point. Kies is a good choice. Kies is a great choice, but I think Shamayev will probably want to get in there again before Kiesa wants to get in there again. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Terrence Leverett, uh, I like, he says, Loopy versus uh, Overkill Angela, Angela Hill, regardless if she wins her next fight, she's fighting Amanda Limos December 18th um, for the title of 115 Cowboy. Yes, yeah, so these two will fight at the drop of a hat. They should, we talked about seven fight series last week, Mike. They should do a seven fight series next time. The <laughs> next time the UFC has a ten card stretch, 
just pick pick seven uh, seven fights in there and uh, seven cards in there and just throw Loopy and, and uh, Angela Hill on there. Um, and uh, Tay dropped to one twenty five. You think that's apparently she hasn't mentioned it. Do you think that's possible? I don't know, man. She's she's in great shape right now. I don't know if I want to see her cut ten more pounds, but uh, I mean, if she wants to do it, cool. I mean, but I I would rather not see that. Yeah. Cody Hartman throwing out uh, Tate Jasson and Yaya versus Nathaniel Wood. Oh, that'd be a fun one. Yep. Uh, Timmy Osho wants to say, oh, I, I just wanted to congratulate. They said um, they had to take, they were contributing uh, fights before. They said they took a few weeks off uh, for their CPA exam, uh, but they're back and ready to hunt for Otno points. So uh, good luck with that. I, I, hope, I hope it went well, Timmy. Um, Sabatini versus Quarantillo. Uh, Godinez versus Felice Herrig. And he just kind of wants to know where Felice Herrig is. We talk about it all the time. She's making good money with uh, whatever her side gig she's got going on, recovering from a lot, you know, whatever injuries she's accumulated over a pretty long career. She's in no, it, it, she's in no rush to get back. If she never fought again, I wouldn't be surprised. She's doing very well for herself, as, as far as we can tell. Yeah, I believe torn ACL. So she she has been rehabbing it and trying no to get rush. back. So, but yeah, no, no rush, super right? hard rush. If she if she can afford not to rush back, Felice Herrig, we, we say this all the time when we mention her. More power to you. You just keep doing you. Uh, Ryan Doherty, uh, Brady versus Shemaev, Stephen Brighter, Yaya versus the Shore Umar Nurmagomedov loser, which is rumored for uh, March nineteenth. From what and, I'm told, by the way, from what I'm told, uh, right and what we have been told, uh, very premature. Um, okay. I, one side was a was a hard no, uh, and the other side was very early, hasn't even been officially offered yet. Mm-hmm. So how the Guys, report came out, I don't really know. You didn't see it in MMA fighting; it ain't official. We're just saying exactly. Uh, and and he and he's just in, uh, Baeta versus Lad. Oh, I don't know. Um, well, I mean, why not? Lad, I think, was actually higher ranked than her in the UFC rankings before her. She was like three. She was like number three or something, right? Yep. That's crazy. Yeah, you know what, Stephen? That's not crazy. So, Stephen, thank you for that suggestion. Uh, ain't no expert coming in with what's some ones I like here? Yanez versus Julio Arce. Eh, I might be a bit ahead of him. Sabatini versus Lando Vanata. That's fine. <laughs> he just wants me to pronounce this one. Uh, hold on one second. <laughs> I got to warm up. Shailan Nerdenbike versus Melsik Bagdasarian. Uh, and he just wants to set a record for like the most uh, letters in a last name uh, matchup. I got to check with Susie, uh, Susie Kuzi on Twitter. I think what the uh, Scrabble score for that uh, for that fight would be. I imagine would, <laughs> would probably funny. set a record. Marcus McGahey calls this the phenomeno edition of On to the Next One. Uh, Ketlin Bayer versus Pennington Avila winner. A lot of people kind of interchangeably. I guess they're trying to say this fight didn't do much. It didn't push Vera up that much, and it didn't knock Tate down that much. Because a lot of them were sending in the same matchups uh, for either fighter. Did you notice that? Yeah, I mean, it, it was just a fight. Like, it was just a fight. Like, there were stakes yeah. there for Misha Tate. If she won, they would have thrown her into a title fight because she's a name. And then for Vieira, she's just going in there with easy breezy pressure. And she wins, doesn't really do much for her. You just it's, It was the Misha Tate story either way. So Vieira was just going in there to fight and getting more money than she would have fighting a three-round fight against anybody right. else. right. Uh, Godinez versus Viana. I like this matchup. They said, uh, and Marcus saying, unless either Martin or Cheyenne uh, pulls out of their fight, in which case, uh, uh, Luffy will definitely fill in for that one. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yep. It's, it's, so, it's so predictable at this point. Uh, this is like we were saying about Kevin Holland last year. It's like same same thing. We were saying like every time a fight, uh, there was a middleweight fight coming up, we're just like, yeah, you mean, you probably throw Kevin Holland in there. Uh, uh, Pinero versus Pinay, just rebook that one. Yeah, that'd be fine. 
Four Corner Sports NY uh, is with me on Tate versus Ladd. They say, I understand this can be a head-scratcher, but Ladd is coming off two losses against GDR and Dumont. Uh, I can see the UFC giving Ladd a big name like Tate, with Tate's uh, big name still, although she lost to Vieta, uh three rounds, were close. Uh, she still has value to the company, and I don't see the UFC putting her against women who are in the up-and-coming that will be favorites over her, like uh, Mace Chasson or Julia. Okay, so he doesn't. So uh, Marcus doesn't think that she'll she will have to face a Chasson Avila. That they'll keep her sort of in that top ten established range, which is I think is very possible. Yeah. Uh, jo- Jojo Wood versus Casey O'Neill if she beats uh, Roxanne Modafferi February twelfth. A little uh, Scotswoman on Scotswoman violence there, and uh, Grant versus Miles Johns if he beats uh, Castaneda on February fifth. Oh, that'd be a great fight. So many great fights for David Grant. Never. I don't care if he loses five straight fights. You keep David Grant on the payroll. Yep. Go uh, see. Agreed. Just winding down here. Oh, uh, someone has a question. Barry O'Reilly has a question, Michael. Okay. Which you'd probably know better than I have. I've I've spoken to Brady like one time. I think you've interviewed him a few more times than I have. He wants to know. Oh, let me read some of the picks first. Uh, Pinheiro uh, versus uh, Virna Jandarova. Luana two and zero, including the DQ. Virna three and three. So it's a big step up. But it would show where she's at and give uh, Virna a decent comeback uh, win if she if she can beat Luana Pinheiro. I, I agree with that. That's that's good. Very good matchmaking. Uh, Godinez versus Morata. That's what I would have gone with actually if I if I picked a fight for Lupi. Uh, Rafa Garcia versus David Onama recently debuted. Sabatini versus Tukugov. Ooh, good matchup. And uh, let's let me let's get to this question here. Oh no, sorry. They also su- suggested Diaz. Sean Brady versus Nate Diaz. Uh, Barry says they want to make Diaz versus Shamaya, but that doesn't happen. Why not put Diaz's last fight against another unbeaten prospect who would get a huge boost in popularity if he wins? Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I would. If I'm uh, Nate Diaz, I want no, no part of that match. Uh, what was the question? Yeah, I mean, look, Diaz had. You need the Diaz tweet. You need the Diaz tweet, and we didn't get it. Like Diaz will like after Luke's win, Diaz is like right true. out there. Um, and how that fight wasn't made is insane to me too. I mean, come on, <laughs> they're they're giving it to you, they're handing it to you. Oh, silly UFC sometimes. The question is, and I think, I actually said even without doing much research, probably the answer is yes. Do you know if Sean Brady has actual Irish roots? Barry, of course, says uh, he says he is Irishman. Uh, he has the Irish flag in his Instagram bio, and he says, as a proud Irishman, I would love if we could claim him as ours. I mean, Sean Brady from. Uh, yeah, I, I would. Yeah. I would think so. He's a Philly Irish kid. There's no, He's I mean, there's no Irish. doubt about it. It's definitely yeah. Irish. Uh, so there you go, Barry. You may you may claim him. You may claim him. Uh, Dustin Gedko. I just want to shout out. I think uh, Brady versus Kevin Lee sort of rebooked that one. That kind of fell through. I'm into that still. I still like that one. The moment is past. Yeah, I, I just the D Rod stole the shine. Whatever, like lingering. Not, not I mean, Kevin still, and he he just needs to go on the MA hour. or do an interview and he gets the shine back because Kevin's mm-hmm. still like a great, a big, huge, polarizing personality. Yeah. Um, but man, Kevin Lee's got to win a fight. Like he's got to yeah. win a fight and throw him in there with Brady. He's not going to beat Sean Brady. He's not. He's not that guy. He's not that guy. He's not going to beat Sean Brady. He's not, he's not that guy. Uh, our man in Denmark, Tilker and Jensen. I like Yanez uh, 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 versus Dana, which we mentioned before. Uh, and I just wanted to read his intro. He said, I don't have any original ideas, but I want my, my points, so here goes. And then he threw a bunch of matchups out there. Guys, I, I worry that you guys are just doing doing this for the points. That's not what Ott knows about, all right? You should want to, <laughs> you should just enjoy doing this for fun, and then the points are a bonus. So I, I know we talk about the points a lot. We, we are responsible for this, Mike. I, I do worry we've, we've, we've somewhat damaged the purity of onto the next one. 
with with our, our new point with our points economy. A little bit, but I mean, yeah, it's don't you don't say it like if if you're looking at it that way, and maybe there's some truth to that. You don't just flat out say it. Now you now you're gonna make us question everything we've done. Yeah, that that's yeah. Uh, that, the on, that's, spreadsheet gotta, might that. just go away. I'm thinking about no, it. No, no, don't. Loftigons put a lot of work. In yeah, I know. Even. We can't they take it away we now. We told him many times. Please don't. <laughs> uh, and then Nate Andrews just making it under the wire. This last one I'll read here. Um, Vieta Aldana title eliminator. I don't know if he remembers that they already fought and Vera got smashed. It was a while ago though. I guess it's not the worst idea, but I don't think Aldana feels like she would have to take that fight again. Brady versus the Neil Ponzinibbio winner. Uh, Yanez versus Song Yadong. The only fight that makes sense to me, utter madness. And I want to read what they have to say about the Durden situation. Durden versus appropriate usage of the fighter's code of conduct. Yeah, that's a, because that's a thing the UFC cares about. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Nate says, I have no time or energy for that crap. If the UFC is already already going to scrub the comments from ESPN Plus and fight pass, then they know it's bad. Oh, I didn't know they were doing that. Uh, again, I don't have, we don't have ESPN Plus in Canada. Just because it's MMA doesn't mean we should hold these athletes to lower standards when it comes to what they say. It's time for the UFC to man up and grow up. It's not 2005 anymore, Dana. You can't just spew the F word every nine seconds and it goes away because clown dudes think it's funny. Grow the hell up and enforce your damn code of conduct. Between Covington's ass, Strickland, the Javida uh, Basharat situation, even outside the UFC with Michael Graves and all the other fighters that have said disgusting stuff, I am sick of fans and the UFC not holding MMA athletes accountable the way they need to be. Sorry for the rant, but damn, AK, it just pisses me off. So, uh, Nate Andrews, like I said, I don't want to comment on the situation much further. I think you've you've said quite quite a bit there. <laughs> did Dana White speak with the media last night? He did not. Was not not available. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Here, see, Probably, yeah. but but what's interesting about this entire? I mean, it's nothing interesting mm-hmm. about it. Cody Dernan crossed some lines, and he has crossed many right, lines right, in the past. Yeah, yeah. However, this could be a prime opportunity for the UFC to come out, and yes. just because of where Cody is on the roster, like. Nobody if, cares about him. Yeah, if Connor says it, no one. Yeah, if Connor says it, it's gonna fly. It's just gonna fly oh. away. John Jones does yeah. anything, flies away. Mm-hmm. Cody Dernan, this is your opportunity to be. When you're asked all these questions, why is John Jones still on the roster? Why is this? Well, we released Cody Dernan. He said yeah. some bad things, and we let look, him go. Look Anybody how we handled that situation? Yeah. So I mean, look over I, there. <laughs> he's in jeopardy, man. I, I I honestly think he's in jeopardy. Like I know Dana likes to say we've seven hundred savages. We can't control them all. These guys are fighters. And he says yep. just the dumbest things when it comes to that stuff. But yeah, you don't you don't come out and 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 say that. You you just don't come out and say that. It's not smart. And if you do, come out and admit that you said it, and just admit that you said something stupid. Like don't just say like if I offended. And I agree. The if I offended anybody is is ridiculous. That change the if to that. Like have a whole like a, a wholehearted apology mm-hmm. when you do, when you when you say that you don't go to the post fight press conference and double down because there's no oh. doubt in my mind that you didn't check your phone Brutal. and search yourself guaranteed Brutal. you did so this could be the opportunity for the UFC to maybe even the playing ground from a public relations standpoint but yeah, we'll see def- definitely we'll see if this is a big deal or for a week or if a week from now with a, with a no no UFC fights it's just completely forgotten because yep. what happened too I don't know true but uh, thank you guys thank you everyone uh, for all the picks please keep sending those and all your love and support to uh, to us on social media at Alexander K Lee on Twitter at Alexander K K Lee on Instagram and uh, Alex at espionation.com and you guys know where to reach Mike by now AK mm-hmm. no show next week oh no, no show next week what do we do we just don't have a show next week that's <laughs> 
That's weird. We just don't have a show next week. Don't worry, we'll make up for it at the end of the year because we're gonna have a couple weeks without shows. And you know what AK and I like to do? We like to do some different things. Talk about awards, our prediction show, which garnered incredible stuff. I now I have to go back and like listen to the twenty one twenty one prediction show. That was we just threw out all these in, insane predictions for the, for the year that was oh, no. the, to come. Oh, no. uh, we'll see how we stacked up, and then we'll oh, ask no. similar questions for twenty twenty two. So we'll make up for it. But it is Thanksgiving weekend in the United States, so there will be no Otno next week. But the week after, there will be an Otno. Because the UFC will be back with UFC Vegas 44 oh. with a great main event. Rob wow, Font. This is a great card. Yeah, Rob Font versus oh. Jose Aldo. Rafael Fazee versus Brad Riddell in the co-main event. Great fight. Matt oh Brown versus Brian Barbarina. Brandon oh. Allen versus Roman Delize. Just announced. Confirmed this moments ago, as a matter of fact. William Knight versus Alonzo Menafield will take place Yikes. on this card. Claudio Poyas versus Chris Gritzmacher. Jimmy Crute versus Jamal Hill. Zalgas, Zumagula versus Manel Cap, Louis Smolka. The, the Casey Lydon special right there. That's a Casey Lydon special. Louis Smolka versus Vince Morales. Jake Matthews versus Jeremiah Wells after that incredible debut he had. The, the, the Matt Wells matchup? Yeah. The Matt Wells matchup, yes. Clay Guida <laughs> versus Leo, Leo Santos. Alex Moroto versus Mickey Gall. Maki Patolo versus Dusko Todorovic. Really like that matchmaking. Mallory Martin versus Cheyenne Vlismus or Cheyenne Bays. And Miss, Philippe Miss Cheyenne, we'll say yes versus Ma- Mallory versus Cheyenne, and then Philippe Lins takes on the debuting uh, contender series contract earning Azamat Mirzakhanov, who is a savage. I like I, I, that's going to be an interesting fight. So oh, that's a good card. MMA, MMA gods, MMA gods. I, I complain usually about cards that are too long, but keep this one together. This These is a really good, good one. These are really good fights. Uh, and from what I understand, this is going to be your typical Saturday night of fights. Um, oh. I believe prelims are at 7 p.m. Eastern, which oh. means the main card is at 10 p.m. Eastern. So we've been spoiled with some afternoon cards. Then we have two full weeks, two straight weeks of uh, pay-per-view style start times, AK. How are we feeling about this? Winter has come. Winter has come. Uh, but we'll be back next week to talk all about those great matchups and... Uh, and a lot more as we get you ready. That'll be the go-home show for the final pay-per-view event of the year, UFC 269, uh, which is shaping up to be one heck of a time. So until then, for AK, I am Mike Eck. Always remember, don't say stupid stuff, and don't take the matchmaking stuff we do on the show too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. We'll be back in two weeks with more fun right here on On to the Next One, the podcast. Have a happy Thanksgiving if you're celebrating this coming week. Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. 
Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.